regular programming to bring you a message from Her Majesty's government. Please stand by and await further information. This is not a drill. They have arrived. Welcome to the next Trade Legends podcast with me, PB Plummer, and Alex, the Nugget Inslee. Big L. Sponsored by Balenciaga. <laughs> Four euros. So last podcast, we had a bit of falling out, didn't we? Because you were banging on the table again. Mm-hmm. And at the start of every podcast, what do we tell people? Don't bang on the table. Because it makes it a nightmare for Jack to edit. So... Guys, and it really I nice want peak. it to sound like I'm telling yep. you off. No banging on the table. I've got the, the dog bowl. If you do it again, you're licking out the dog bowl. <laughs> even, though we've, even though we've told you, please don't bang on the table, he will still bang on the table. Do you know, do you, do you know what that award's for? Table, table banger 2021. 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about what awards, Pete, idiot. what's your... Well, I brought it because... Oh, uh, they, oh did, I didn't even see that. Have Just, you, you not bought your awards? <laughs> no. So we've just been to, oh, we've got a plumber special tonight. Let me just introduce the guests. We've got Mark from MJ Tiff Plumbing. Bonjour. Alex Woodward. Both plumbers. You've both been down for the installer show yeah. in Coventry. Um, did you make it there, Al? I did, mate. I did. I didn't make it back, but I was supposed to be there today. But you weren't with Andy Kem, were you? Nah. nah. Yeah, there's some Def- stories. There's a lot of plumbers that are a bit, been a bit ropey today, I think. Yeah, yeah. After Andy Kem's story yesterday, they've sold out of stepladders. Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, I went to, we had an award ceremony and I won this award. So I thought I'd bring it because um, I didn't say anything at the time because I was a bit overwhelmed. But yeah, I got an award for, uh, we raised some money for a plumber who had um, unfortunately got cancer and was trying to raise money for his family so he could sell his van and his business, basically. So that's what that was for. But today I had the like a really nice experience. You know, when like your faith in humanity is restored. So we did a competition. Well, I didn't do it. I was just asked to... Uh, pick the winner but a company called snap it they were giving away a press tool and it was a completely random and it landed on this email address and the kid was walking past just to, just as it was drawn out and he was so happy he'd won like i've i was he didn't jump on you did he no he was just he couldn't oh believe it his hands were shaking yeah. and he was so happy and he was saying i can't wait to tell my mum and dad and it was just a really nice moment he was so polite Mm. And I'd done, earlier in the day, we'd done a talk to the students and they'd all sat there like zombies, like we were supposed to give them a Q&A, not mm. one of them asked a question. And I was just thinking, is this the future of our industry? These just like... Oh. I just knew it was PB Plumber and we were all a bit just like... Just sat there like the funniest, in awe, in awe the, of it. Is that that struck? No, 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 this is the best part. PB Plumber? Dog bowl guy. This Did is you work the, out? This is the best part <laughs> He won an award. <laughs> so we're on camera on the main stage and the presenter said to this young lad who's just won... Of course, you know who this is, and he was like, "No, brilliant! Oh, it was brilliant." He didn't have a clue who I was, but he won this. Uh, he won this award, and he, he was just said that. Nice. He won this uh, press tool, and then we took him to show him how a press tool works. He didn't have a clue. He's on his first week of plumbing college, mm. and then we took him to the velocity stand and got him a kit bag because he was just such a nice kid. So oh, fair play. Yes, yeah, had a nice, so nice end to, to the show. So I know what to do if I want free shit next year. Just don't, say you don't, don't know don't him. Yeah, <laughs> don't pretend you're PB plumber. Just be like really grateful when someone gives you something. Then go up to people and be like, oh. 
free tool bags all around. Tony, <laughs> where's my tool bag? Just Come on. Out like that. Tool bag for you. Tool bag for you. <laughs> Do you get a tool bag? I never got it. Oh, you get. A I tool don't bag. get one now. Oh, Pete. Would you use a tool bag? What for? I don't know. Me makeup. <laughs> Hair and beauty products. <laughs> creams, Pete. Creams. Fluffing himself up. Uh. So he's not got a tool bag because he can afford Balenciaga t-shirts. This is a four, four euro job. This is from Crete. <laughs> four euros. Literally, my sister had one of these tops from, from Crete before, yeah, yeah. a Gucci one. And when she washed it, washed it, it said Hoochie. And she washed it again. It said Coochie. Like every, time, every, every time she was washing it, it was like spelling she different things. She hasn't washed it yet. Yeah. Well, I haven't. I was actually wearing it on yesterday's podcast. He, he said, look, you smelly bastard. Well, I did want to mention it. I did spot it. I was like, thanks, Pete. Yeah. I only wore it for the podcast yesterday. So I thought, right, I'm putting it on for the rest of the day. Is Pete, does Pete wear pink for every podcast? No, I think he's, I've he's, worn this for the podcast before. He has, though. he has. I watched one coming down, you probably on that. I was wearing this at the show and I didn't have time to change because I, I was stuck in traffic. Oh, here we go. It's pot kettle black. Anyway, moving on from mine and your washing habits. Mm. So congratulations on winning your award. Thank you. It's nice yeah. to see uh, well some done, of the mate. stuff that you do get recognised rather than people bashing you and giving you loads of shit on the internet. Yeah, yeah mate, well done. That was good. So well done on that. I mean, you guys have been at Installer as well. Yeah. You know, Good to be back. We asked this question last night, didn't we? Good to be back at shows. I know you were at the tool yeah, fair. I did the tool fair last week. This last one, week? this one better. Yeah, yeah. I think tool fair just coming out the back of COVID. I don't think people were sure how it's going to go, and this, that, and the other. And obviously, the tool people—they, I don't know what it cost them. It cost them a few quid to have a, a stand there. Well, Alex will tell you how much. I was going to say, yeah. I can't actually divulge my rates. Because, it's eight grand. Because I get we're, better we're, rates. We're, no, the, the, the hardest thing, the most expensive thing <clears> was setting that new stand up. I'll yeah. be perfectly honest with you. It literally was like getting kicked in the... I reckon the depending on, from over the years, what I've spoke to people, I think if you've got a very small, if you've got like a new idea or something, it's going to be two or three grand. And little booze in the corner. Yeah. yeah, so something like two or three grand. And then if you're one of the big ones, it's like 20K. In, in a big booth. Yeah. He's a, he's a very big booth. I'm sorry, I've heard. But the um, <laughs> installer show is a lot more expensive, yeah. which is hence why we've never done it. Well, the way they do it oh. is if they, they get, um, every time you go in, they scan you, don't they? And then mm. the, the footfall is what they use to sell it. We can, we can guarantee you between this many and this many people on your stand over the three days, so it's this much money. And if it's a, not a busy show, obviously it's going to be cheaper. Yeah. That, that waitress almost cost a fortune because that was the first thing you saw when you came in. Yeah. Just tools everywhere. So would they yeah. price it on, as you walk through the door, would they go, the, because they're No, the I, th I think what it, what it is, is you get like the floor map and you basically... Can you pick? You, you can pick. And then nine times out of 10, I'll always go by a competitor because I really want to piss on the chips. Um, <laughs> Look what we've got. No, well, I just, I like to be like... Like really smug from the he's other side. He's that guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's that I, guy. I, at the show. Well, I well, just well annoyed. <laughs> no, because I, I, the thing the thing is, it's also another thing when you've got your competitor there is you know that they always bad mouth you. I never like I literally I drill it into everybody like never bad mouth a competitor yeah. ever because there's always somebody that likes that product, likes that brand, yeah. likes just that company. Just on the chips. But if I'm stood there, they can't bad mouth me because yeah. I just how you doing? You know, I'm, over, I'm over here. And then it also does them in the head when our stand's always busy because it is always busy. See, that's the money. That's, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, that's so. what it is, isn't it? So it's a bit of <laughs> psychological warfare. But, you know, I, I, you know competitor-wise, but that, that's normally what happens is you, you pick where you want to go with your stand. But somebody like Vera or Nipex to have, like, a big stand, even Milwaukee because that's, like, you know, a big aluminium sort of stanchion stand, yeah. something like that to actually get it made. Like the that's Vera one, money, you're going to be looking... 30, 40,000 just for the stand. Then to set it up and take down, yeah. like we had a brand new stand, which you saw at the show. That was 8,000 pounds to set that up. 
and to take it down. That's so when you get, obviously, don't allow students or certain members of the public to come in, then yeah. you're sort of a bit like, well, hold on a minute, it's costing me this much. Look at this fucking lot we've paid just, for. Just get everybody yeah. in, yeah. you know, regardless. But I think like a student day today and it's like they walk <clears> past <throat> and they're just looking for free pens and stickers and stuff. So I spoke to someone today, I can't remember what stand it was, I went, how are you? Because I went Tuesday and then today I just stuck my head in just to catch up on a couple of bits before coming here. And I said to one guy, have you found it? He went, today, they're just, the students, the, the young lads and girls are coming up, what can we get for free? Yeah. Pens, rubbers, PB plumber stickers. <laughs> you know, they just want them. And, oh, we'll leave those. We'll go here. But yeah, they just seem to be mm. on the take. Yeah. Fair play them, but that's, that's what it's for now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. when you're a, when you're <laughs> a student, that's, that's, all down here. Yeah, exactly. that's what you're looking for from a tracer. You want so, some free uh, So you, you, you've obviously went to both. Yeah. But I mean, do you, do you think because installer is primarily just specifically aimed at plumbers, yeah. that obviously you're getting... You know, you prefer, I know obviously you're a plumber, but when you go to another show, you might still be like, well, actually the amount of stuff here, even though it doesn't relate to me sometimes, actually it's a better show. Is it? Do you think that Installer has, has hit the right note then compared to some of these others because they've just pigeonholed into I think into they the market it well as well. I think that they get it out there and it's, especially that seems to have been the first big show back, if you like. Mm. Um, Tool Fair, yes, Tool Fair's a, a, a big-ish show. It's not as big as it has been, but that installer show today, you know, the last few days, it just seemed dead positive. They've been bang on with the social media. Everyone that tags them, they seem to have re, you know, re put it out there, reposted it. They're quite active, and I think that's worked a treat. It's got even people that I know. I went Tuesday, and people are saying, to, "How do we get there?" You know, lads that weren't aware of it, and they've been there today. Mm. So just getting in that mindset of being out there, mm. I think sort of sort of works. Yeah. Have you have you missed the shows? Yeah, I have a bit. Um, it was always something to look forward to, to get at. You know, just gives you that little day off, a couple of days off, just to go, right, we'll have a bit of a We'll go and have a nose, see what's coming out. Yeah. And then, especially with the social media side, is you're seeing so-and-so, you're seeing so-and-so. You, people that you've interacted virtually, you're getting to meet them. So yeah, yeah, you, I, I like the shows. What, what about you? Do you you're happy to be back at a show? Is uh, it, is it good that to... was actually my first show. Was but it? I'm also quite glad that it's an annual thing because if there's one of them every week, I don't think I'd be If you saw Andy come out in a casino yeah. every week, nah. But it was really good because I went with my dad, and um, he's been a plumber for forty odd years, so he's never done anything like that. So he he actually really enjoyed it, which was good to see. Mm. Um, I, I assume he's been to shows before. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he has. I don't think so. Yeah. He's, he's been taken to Germany before by some some of the merchants and stuff like that. Like he is, he is uh, good at what he does. But that because that was his first show, he proper enjoyed it. Ended up buying an analyzer and loads of tools and that. Spent a fortune. So yeah, you, you do when you're in there, though, don't you? Yeah, get sucked yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. He got me an headlock last week. Let <laughs> me get one of his bags. It's all kicked off though on uh, on Instagram today. How come? Because uh, I won't mention the brand name, but someone was selling something at a show price. Yeah. That was actually one pence dearer than what you can buy it for at Screwfix. <laughs> yeah, I know, one pence. Snippex or dearer. I'm not saying, but oh, <laughs> I, know where you're at. I think if you um, you go into a show, you want uh, you want a good deal, you yeah. want a discount. Yeah. So, so some 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 suppliers like myself will probably think, well, actually, I don't want to piss off distributors. We always do a show price, so if you come to the show, you're generally getting something that's. It's you've got to do a, you've got to do a show price because guys obviously they want to have a look around and see new stuff but they want to buy stuff they go, they want to come away with a new drill or a new kit hopefully a new kit bag <laughs> yeah um, they've got to get rid of that a PB plumber kit bag <laughs> they've got to get rid of that COVID cash they've got as well that's got to go yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. Dean Lamarvi is watching this. Thank God, clear what you're on about, mate. You have a HMRC. <laughs> hmm, I know ABC, HMRC. You don't know about those. But yeah, that's that's one of the things. Like your dad's obviously yeah. bought a load of gear, and he's gonna have that feeling of yeah, I've got some. Yeah. Got I tried some to get deals. him to buy one of the Velocity bags, yeah. even if it was your bag, but because I've got. Veto stuff and that, and yeah. he's he's too old school. He's yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. just spend that in a bag? Like he would happily cut, carry a, a bucket. You know yeah, it is, it's a lot of money for a bag, so. and if you're not, if you use it every day, then you see the benefit. You do. The, it does pay for itself, hundred percent. The only issue is, is if like some of the older generation, they mm. haven't, they're not used to paying that for a bag. They just think they see the bag as like I just lob everything in. But yeah. I think younger generation, if you're actually starting using a bag now. And you, you'll use one for the whole year. Like you'll see the benefit of like keeping your tools, like in a in a good condition. I remember being an easy... apprentice, and the guy I learned, I've had the. You probably be the same. Just a big leather. Remember the big leather tool bag? Yeah, yeah. Just with the yeah. two handles, just bung everything in it, close it all like that. Like a, do, like a doctor's bag. Yeah, and it's just fucking hanging out the side, pipe mm. benders. You can't find anything. Tools. It's a bit more organised. A bit more organisation. A bit like. Yeah, that's the, the, that's the veto back. effect. Like everything's got a place and everything's vertical, so you can see it's all organised. But you know, when I was an apprentice, Kev, he had a metal Stanley, just a toolbox mm. with a plastic yeah. tray in it. Yeah. And that's all he ever used. Which you obviously can stand on them, sit on them, but they're heavy. Mm. Is it is each to their own. But see, when you see people take pictures of all the tools that they fit in the bag, it's quite impressive because like yeah. you could literally fill this table with tools. And they fit in the bag. Yeah. And it's I mean, yeah. is is that why you got into plumbing then, due to your dad? Uh, yeah, so I actually went to university for two weeks. Yeah, it was terrible. What did you study? It was international marketing at right. Glasgow Caledonian University, yeah. and it's funny because I was there for two weeks, and I basically just their, like, their intake now is going to drop. Yeah, no, nah, it was so bad because I didn't really like school. Don't I, go. I, I, kinda, <laughs> I, I messed about school quite a lot. So yeah. when I finally I did do the six years, but and got my hires. So when I got into uni, I was like, oh, brilliant! Like all that school stuff that's out of the way. And I remember like week one, the lady was like. Oh, um, Right, you need to buy these textbooks for our exams in December. And I remember going home thinking, fucking exams and all that, just don't want to do it. So mm. I said to my dad, in four years, I'd rather be a gas safe engineer as opposed to having that degree. So mm. that I was, was, I was the same. So I did my A-levels. Mm. And like when you do GCSEs, they sort of, you're, meant, you're made to do it. And you're made yeah. to revise and there's all these things going on. A-levels, they kind of leave it to you a bit. Yeah. And I didn't do any revision for my A-levels. And then I took a year out and I was going to go to university, but I thought if I go to university and they're not forced, you know, they're just, you just do it yourself. They don't yeah. force you or anything. You can turn it to a lecture or you don't. And I just thought, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be motivated enough to do it. It's I didn't like school. being a lifeguard, mate. So once I started earning money, <laughs> <laughs> once I started earning money, that was it. I wanted to, and that's when I got yeah. my apprenticeships. I never went, went to uni, but. Apprenticeships yeah. are difficult though. Because I worked with my dad, um, People think, oh, there's benefits to it, but he mm. paid me buttons, like literally buttons. Yeah, yeah. You can't like, do overtime when you work for family. Well, no, so what we were doing is we, some, we were working like 12 hour days and I was getting £100 a week. Yeah. But I couldn't really argue because I was living in his house, do you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah. and he was feeding me and everything else. But at the time, my mates were, <coughs> they were all at university, so <coughs> they were doing um, waiter jobs and things like that. So they were getting loads of tips. So they were going out Wednesdays and Thursdays and I was trying to keep up with them, but yeah. £100 doesn't get you far on a mm. night out, do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. It was uh, it was yeah. only until third year that I actually started making a bit more money that mm -hmm. you could start doing things, do you know what I mean? But I bet some of those that have actually gone to uni don't actually make as much money as probably what you do now, do they? Well, 
I don't know if HMRC or not. <laughs> <laughs> not you, I don't, it's about Jesus. I, I make nothing. Everyone in the comments now tagging him. God, shit, I need to do my tax returns. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I don't make any money. But yeah. uh, cha- cha- charity. Just break even. We break yeah, even. Yeah. yeah, you can go on the business website. It's charityplumbing.co.uk. <laughs> any donations are welcome. Yeah, we just do this for the fun of it. Yeah. So I mean, in, in terms of like you getting started, then yeah, obviously went to uni. Didn't well, didn't like uni. Well, you can call it going to uni yeah, because you, st- you still applied and you yeah. went. Uh, didn't like it. Decided to go into plumbing. Yeah. How did that then sort of progress? You fully qualified now. Yeah, yeah, fully qualified. I so we went, when I done plumbing, it was um, it was actually really good because I, I wasn't really interested in uni and I wasn't interested in doing anything. So when I ended up when we started the plumbing, there's two ways you can look at it. You get apprentices now who start and you can just tell for day one they don't want to do this. Do you know what I mean? They're just there. They're looking at what time work finishes. They're just treating it as a job. And then you get the other side of things where you get totally invested in it. You you spend your time. Revising, buying tools, you're just totally invested in it. So I kind of went down that path. So it was quite funny because I, people on my Instagram from like when I was like 21, 22 years old, my mates would post pictures in the pub and that, and I was putting up pictures of pipe clips and shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I looked like a total virgin on the internet. Pipe, to be pipe porn. <laughs> yeah. He likes a bit of that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I just get totally invested in it. And when you do that, I'm quite lucky as well because there's guys that were in my college class that they were on a building site for the entire. Um, apprenticeship so their job was like just doing a bit of guttering and plastic so when they actually went out in the real world they didn't really know anything else other than these builds yeah. but with my dad he, we, we've done biomass air source like hotels factories just every we've just covered everything worked in the British Museum in London to like Mrs May's kitchen do you know what I mean just full so I've had I've had a really good apprenticeship is that Theresa May's kitchen What's that? Did you say Mrs. May's I'm, kitchen? I, I'm not allowed to talk about my clients. <laughs> <laughs> I don't kiss and tell, Teresa. Yeah. I did a job at Alex Inslee's house. Never got paid. Still waiting. Still yeah. waiting. Well, none of get paid, if you remember. Uh, so. Yeah, exactly, Pete. <laughs> doing you a favour if you text Bill. I remember when I was at uh, college, obviously, um, doing the same course as a guy who was working for Norman Underwoods, which was like a lead company, so they were just doing lead work. Yeah. He got the same qualification from me as as me when we left college, but yeah. he, he'd never even changed a tap because all he did was lead work. So you're gonna get accused of using lead again now, Pete. Now you mentioned the word. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah he said lead. One, one of the boys got his gas tickets, and he never he'd never actually soldered a joint. Yeah. So like one of the one of the tasks in college was to I think we were soldering on a cap end or something, and the boy had never done it before. And I was like, how did you get this far without <laughs> soldering? But you don't need soldering now anyway. It's all press, isn't it? But quite. <laughs> You've not ventured into a lot of pressure. First go at press fitting was at the, was it Tuesday? Yeah, I went to the, the Lawton stand and your man there had the, the press gun there. Yeah. And uh, just chatting away to him. Did it feel a bit alien? It felt, yeah. Did you feel like you were cheating on your, on your, <laughs> on your soldier? Yeah. Felt, felt like I was letting myself oh, down. That goes over like Jim Kerry. <laughs> yeah, just naked, was it the crying game when I sat in the shower? Shaking naked in the shower. If you don't make water hot enough. <laughs> so no, wrong, I don't but know. It felt so right. <laughs> I don't know, it just felt. I can't get it through. You loved my head. it, didn't you? I don't he know. He felt dirty, loved but he it. loved I don't it. Know. I loved it. I the best thing about press is see when you get in after doing like a full heating system and you just that your hands are just that black way and you're like me and my dad went into a pub when we were working away and we got to the bar and a guy sitting at the bar goes like, Are you as plumbers? And we went, Yeah, maybe he's seen us on a job or something. He goes, Because you smell like plumbers. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Uh, so <laughs> at least nah, a day, uh, like a a day of 
handling copper pipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, Is you that aroma? Tell. Yeah, no. yeah. No, I, I don't know if I'm going to be that press guy, aren't you? I don't. But we had this when plastic came about ten years or so. Oh, can't do that. Can't do that. But mm. then that slowly adopted. I don't know how long press fit stuff been about. Ages to think yeah, it's, yeah, it's more commercial. See if you do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way you're forced to do it if you do it commercial. We do a lot of commercial work, and you can't you can't work in a school or a hospital. It has to be pressed. They're not so allowed. It gets rid of the hot works. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff, but they reckon they're gonna. It's gonna become even more popular, and they're gonna ban hot works in most places. Yeah. Right. So. The last time I sold a joint was in 2019, but working in Notre Dame. So in other words, you ain't got a bloody choice, mate. <laughs> 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 That's That's straight over his head. Yeah, yeah. Love the way they were just like, no, you fucked. Get pressing, son. Nah, we'll see, we'll see. It's, exp it's an expensive game though. Like I've got... Well, how much is a press? How much is a press yourself thing? A yeah. press thing, yeah. Press gun, 15, press 22, 28mm jaws, couple of batteries, 1,400 quid. But you get V-press and M-press jaws. So, oh, banging the table. Yeah. So, wow. uh, <laughs> so you get, co co you know, Connex fittings, that's what you use. Yeah. They're V-press and then Express, they're more popular, they're M-press. But even more confusing, Connex is... B press, yeah, but it uses a V jaw, so they I swear they do it just to confuse people. Yeah. And then you've got MLCP, you've got a U jaw, a TH jaw. Yeah. Every time you buy a jaw, it's got a lot. Anthony Joshua jaw, <laughs> you got 16 mil, nine. 20 <laughs> mil, yeah, you got 15, 22, 28. Every profile for every size needs its own jaw, and it's 80 quid a pop. You see, so it can get, yeah, they're expensive. expensive, but the. Well, I've, I've found it before. I've, you know, you get, see with soldering, you, the good thing about soldering is you can take it apart and things like that. Yeah. Whereas, um, I would press it, like, so if, say you do like a, a sort of bit of a rig and then you get that one fit and it just doesn't catch right and then, then it leaks, you, you don't only, you have to rip out like the full lot, do you know what I mean? You've, wait, you've wasted a fortune in fittings, so. What it does do though, it makes you think, because sometimes you can't get your press tool in, so you think, right, have I got to press this before I put it in situ? Am I going to get my press tool in there? can I get away with bending that because the fittings are so expensive and you know it does make you think a bit and then when you get obviously you get used to it then it becomes second nature right? if it's going to be if, if you're going to make if it's going to be economical you need to get good terms with your merchant so what got me into press was the Connex rep for Glasgow he set up my account at Wolseley and he gave me the, the best terms and all the fittings because if he didn't do that then it's hard to price a job so what's a 15 mil Elbow press fit about a thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't even know. The best way to the best way to think about it is it's slightly cheaper than a push fit right. speed fit yeah. fitting plastic one. Yeah. So yeah, it's more the tool getting. But you the get tool. gas fittings as well and water fittings. They're, they're separate. Just so, to, just for extra life. Yeah. Gas has yellow. Gas has yellow rings on them. Yeah. You basically need ten grand. Yeah. 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 But like things like this make you think. Why don't they just have one profile? Um, and everyone stick because even in MLCP, some of them are like one brand is twenty five mil, another brand is twenty six mil. Yeah, that's one yeah, millimeter yeah. difference. And that's like these, you know. Why is that a lightning cable and not a USB yeah. Type C? Yeah, like it's just yeah, pisses me off. Just as a tip though, I, I had oh. a I had a Connex fitting that I, I crimped and it was weeping, and I crimped it again, it was weeping, crimped it again. And what I done was I changed the V jaw to the M jaw and done yeah. it, and then it stops or something. Was that get shit at home? So yeah, you can you, if it if it's crimping up. 
and you've got a weep, you can shift them jaws round a little bit. You can crimp it at a different angle, sort of thing, right. and try and catch it. But sometimes, you, if it when it when it does when it does go, well, there's a problem with the rubber. It is the most frustrating thing ever. Isn't it? Yeah, the thing with the, like there's there's rules to pressing that you you have to stick to for the warranty. But like I've, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but you I don't change bend, you change I bend the rules. I shouldn't say I'm the this. The rule maker. He's just a nutter, isn't he? Yeah. Don't yeah. care. But if on you, the edge with his dog ball. if you're using a 15 <laughs> mil press fitting. And you have an issue with it, and it's because you've done something wrong. You're not going to contact the person you made that fit in and claim against them to come and yeah. change a 15 mil elbow. You're just going to rip it out and do it. So, um, but yeah, like the M and the V. If you pressed a V profile fit in with an M jaw, you've got no warranty. Can you see the markings on it where it's pressed differently? Yeah, yeah. They know. They and if know. you if you flood a house. Yeah. And they come out and you've used the wrong jaw, you've done anything wrong, you've got no warranty. So I suppose it's like, in essence, you push fit or your plastic stuff, you've got to bang the inserts in. Yeah. A lot of people, well, some people don't, um, they'll get yeah. issues. My yeah. press gun's got Bluetooth, so see when they calibrate it, um, they, they, they can tell how many... How many? Uh, He's just texting his press tool. You okay? <laughs> uh, you up? You're right. <laughs> where are you? Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> Job tomorrow. Where are you? V, v yeah. fit, not him. <laughs> As, you, as your piston, you're out for oil. <laughs> Send me a picture of your video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crack me up. You like to see that? <laughs> so I mean, obviously, obviously, that's that's how you've got started. Then going, yeah. going back to that, I mean, across sort of like you going from an apprentice into being fully qualified. What other stuff have you come up against? That's like, uh, what do you mean, like in my personal life? Personal life. Well, like any any anything work wise, where you? Well, I do a lot of. Uh, I'm really active. I do a lot of running. Um, so I've, I've ran five marathons before. I've done like Paris, Loch Ness, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, and the Boston. But that was a virtual one because of COVID. Yeah. But anyway, last year I went a 30 mile run and I was actually urinating blood for three days. And me being me, I was just totally ignoring it. Like I was like, well, I was finding it funny. I was taking pictures of it and sending it to my mates. Right, Bina. Right, Bina. I was like, ah, it's still happening. Mom's yeah. like, go to the hospital now. So I did go. Yeah. So they'd done a CT scan to check my kidneys and my urinary tract, and I didn't think much of it. Um, and then I got a phone call two weeks later. I was on a building site in Ayrshire. And I was with my dad at the time actually, and they phoned me up saying, it's "Good news, your kidneys are fine, your urinary tract's fine. However, we found a six centimeter tumor on a nerve in your lower back." So I remember them telling me that and I was like, what? And then he says, I says, can you tell me anything more? And they went, oh no, we can't tell you anything more. Uh, we'll be in touch, bye. <laughs> just left you hanging like yeah, that. I remember my dad was like, what was that? And I was just like, oh, it's nothing. See, because it hadn't happened yet. I was kind of like, mm -hmm. uh, nothing. And you go back to work, but your head's like frazzled. So I got a phone call uh, a few days later to say you're going to get a MRI scan in a few weeks time. By the way, the urinating blood thing had nothing to do with the tumour. That was just a hydration issue. But if luckily it happened because that's yeah, how we yeah. discovered this. Mm. So we done an, ME, uh, an MRI scan and then he says, right, we'll be in touch with the results. So this this had been about four or five weeks from them being told I had the tumour to five weeks later to getting the phone call saying, so I was waiting for this phone call, I was waiting for the result and I was on a job in Hamilton or whatever and the phone goes and it was like, unknown number so I knew it was a doctor so I was like like brace myself here we go answered the phone I'd been bigging myself up for ages for this result and the guy at Monkton's hospital was like listen we're really sorry we don't know how to say this but um, we actually don't know what this is um, we, all the doctors here have looked at it so we're going to refer you to the Royal Infirmary the bone and soft tissue specialists 
So I was like, Gee. so I, but I told everybody that day that I was getting the results. Everyone was like, oh, so how did they go? What happened? And I'm like, they don't know. And then mm. it kind of scares you when they don't, like, you've got medical professionals yeah. going, what's this? So I had to then tell everybody, like, the, so it went for five weeks, and then three weeks later, I was in the Royal Infirmary. They didn't want to waste any time. They just put me straight in for a CT biopsy. So what that was is I had to go in, lie down on the on the table, and they put a needle through my muscle underneath my spine. So once they, but it wasn't like a video. So for them to see what they were doing, they put the needle, move it ten mil, and then I was back in the CT machine. Picture back out, look at the picture, right, move it a wee bit to the left, to the left, back in picture. It was like sure. pure. But the guy that was doing it, who had this like sort of, no apprentice, but like a trainee doctor type of thing. And he was like, do you mind if he does this today? And I was like, well, yeah, but. <laughs> How good is he at darts? That's what he should Yeah, said. but anyway, so he puts the needle in and he turns it to the, they go, I go in the machine and I come out and the doctor goes, yeah, just a wee bit to the, wee bit to the right. And I go back and I'm, he puts it to the right and I'm like, Ugh! and he puts me back in the machine, puts me back out and the doctor goes, no, no, not left, right. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean not left? It's just like <laughs> waving this needle a bit in my back. So anyway, after that happened, that was kind of uncomfortable. But see, doctors lie to you. They'll be like, ah, this will not be fine. It won't <laughs> hurt. But they sat me down before this and they were like, this is going to be excruciating. I'm like, ah, brilliant. So uh, after that, he says, right, you, we'll tell you if you've got cancer or not in 10 days. So I was like, okay. So I remember I, after that, I went to work the next day. Back, I wasn't really there. You know that way when you're working? You know if you had one bad day in our industry, you can blow someone's house up or you've got to be on the ball all the time. I know that sounds a bit... Um, dramatic, but you do need to be on all the ball all the time. So I was working in houses and I wasn't really thinking what I was doing. I was just, my head was elsewhere. Because people were trying to book me in for work and I, I didn't know if in one month's time if I was going to be doing chemo or if I was even going to be working. So yeah. it's hard and you work for yourself. So whatever you do, you have to earn. If you don't work, you don't earn, essentially. So um, it was quite difficult in that sense. Um, so I just went to Turkey because I didn't want to go to worked for 10 days not knowing what was happening. So I went to Turkey and when I came back from Turkey, I got a phone call as I was going back to the airport to say, great news, it's not cancer. Which that would have been murder, see if I got that phone call and says it was cancer. Because there's nothing worse than the flight back home for a holiday. Mm. So there'd be nothing worse than a flight back home for a holiday with cancer. <laughs> that'd be, yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. Yeah. So I came back for that and I thought, brilliant news, not cancer. I was buzzing. I thought that's the end of it. Not, not a trouble. Um, but the doctor says you need to come in and see us. So I went in, I was thought it was going to be like some sort of like out, um, outpatient, like just, that's it, see you later, no, no trouble. But he says it's too big to leave, so um, if it grows any, you might get loss of function, because it's on a nerve, so that nerve controls my right leg. So if I, if it grows any, it's either going to crash into my spine or damage that nerve. So he says we need to operate to remove it. I says, what does that involve? He says, well, we have to open you up from the front and the back, Remove your stomach muscles, your bills, just all this messy stuff. He says, there's three people in the country that can do it. They've already come up with a plan. It's an eight-hour procedure or something like that. Um, and they're going to, they can't just scoop it off the nerve. They have to just cut the nerve in two places, pull the whole tumour out and just tie both ends of the nerve. So when I wake up, I was like, so what's the best case scenario after that surgery? He says, well, you won't be able to use like your right leg, essentially. And me being a runner and um, a plumber, like your right leg is... Heavily, kind of need that. Yeah, we? pretty essential. Um, so uh, I says, well, I don't want to do this because one, you can't see it. Two, I can't feel it. The only reason I know it's there is because they've told me. Um, so I was like, there's no way I'm going to do it. I just want to take my chances with it and just leave it. So they were like, we don't recommend that. But obviously it's my call. So 
every six months I have to get an MRI scan where they check if it's grown or not. If it grows, then I just have to let them go ahead. If it doesn't, then we'll leave it because there's a good chance it's been there forever. Do you know what I mean? Um, so the last two scans we've had, it hasn't grown, which is pretty good. Um, but in that period of time, so see, I think it was like eight or nine weeks from being told I had a tumour to being told it wasn't cancerous. I think that was about an eight, nine week period. And um, in that period, because I didn't know what was happening in my life and because a, a doctor had told me you might lose the ability to uh, run and walk, every single night I'd get in for work, I'd run a half marathon, then watch TV, I just ran a half marathon because I thought, I didn't, if, if I was sitting on my I live alone as well, right? So I work alone, live alone, so it's a lot of thinking time, if you know what I mean. So if I get in for work and I wasn't busy, I'm sitting on the sofa, I'm just thinking about the situation, it was getting me in a bit of a so rut. Was all this during COVID as well? Yeah. Yeah, so nothing, that, nothing was me, open. Men, mentally, that's got. Yeah, well, actually, I was going through a breakup at the time as well. Um, so I was like going through a breakup. I was, it was like those dark, cold winter nights. Do you think that um, was like the breakup was partly caused to your reaction to, uh, to getting told that you, you might have cancer? No, the breakup it was a, it was actually a pure messy situation. I'd rather not talk uh, about right, the breakup okay. scenario. Alex always asks the hard questions. questions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like stuff, stuff yeah, like that, yeah, especially yeah. during COVID. Yeah. Like obviously when I was asking that question, the breakup was self-inflicted, but I was like more. Well, I didn't even know. Yeah. You don't realise though things going on like that. Like yeah. I'm here listening to that, and I would be myself. Yeah. And things like that, if you're not what they say, you you're writing yourself. If you're not writing yourself, then mm. little things become big things. Yeah. But this is like on on social where people put on there. If you're not all right, like. Yeah. reach out and send a message because stuff stuff like that I mean even I struggled it during Covid like the last lockdown seemed to go on forever my hair you know you know what I'm like for getting my hair done yeah. literally like his hair looks I, shit for months <laughs> <laughs> but ev ev everything just felt like it was getting on top of me people were off with Covid here there was four members of staff in here running the business busier than ever can't get a container like can you chop some of that in there yeah you know where you get told potentially oh, you're not going to walk again I, I say it was heavy duty because you don't it's there's too many things going on at once, so like you see while all this is happening as well, like life doesn't slow down, you've still got to earn money and mm. you're, you're still going through a pandemic. But I didn't want to tell anybody about this because I didn't want to scare people or I didn't want people thinking I was a bit of a sick note. Do you know what I mean? You know you can kind of get tired with that sick person brush. Yeah. Like I was, but even though that sounds ridiculous now, this is what was going on in my head. Yeah. And then um, because I actually like... I've, I've been in relationships before where like I wasn't that good and I mistreated people and blah, blah, blah. So there was a period, there was about a month's period where I thought all this stuff was happening to me because of like things I'd done. So I was like blaming myself as well. So I ended up like getting on it quite a lot as in the uh, drink. drink. Yeah, and all the other silly stuff. And I was doing that for a period of time because that was like the release of it. But what you don't realise is even though when you're doing stuff like that, it makes you feel better temporarily. It doesn't make you feel it's better. It's escapism, isn't it? It's just, it doesn't even make you feel better. It's just switching off. But then, it's a bad trap to get down because it is temporary and then when you do sober up again you're you're, you're, you're in the same position you were but you're worse do you know what I mean mm. because you're, that's how you're choosing to do yeah, it yeah tired and hungry yeah. yeah so I was like I was doing extremes so I was like running a half marathon every night I ran from like Bovo Castle to Edinburgh Castle which is like 50 miles just because like I just wanted to use my body all the time um, like I took nothing for granted after that but I do say that like everybody has two lives mm. and the second life starts when you realise you've only got one life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. this could have happened to me when I was, I'm, I'm 27 now, and this was happening when I was 26, but this could have happened to me when I was 36 or 46, and that could have been the moment but when I went. To be fair, if you hadn't have had the, the blood in your urine, yeah, you but, might not have ever found, found But I'm, I'm glad it happened now, 
if anything, it'd be better if it happened when I was 16 instead of 26. And because the sooner it happened, the sooner I got my wake up call that even though working, all these things are great. Like I used to work seven days a week and I'd be thinking I'd be, I was getting on in life. I was like, oh, look, look at all this money I'm making, <coughs> not making tax money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look at all this money that I could have made. Yeah, look at all this charity plumbing. What's <laughs> this money you're all talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, peace like that, I don't uh, see any. Monopoly, Monopoly champion. No, but uh, yeah, so I was, I thought I was getting on in life doing all this stuff. And um, then I realized like, hold on a minute. Like there's a lot more to this. What we what will this world is that has that changed how much you work then now like what's a typical yeah well, work week for you well when you were messaging me about like doing this podcast and then maybe I think someone said something about maybe coming to see like a day in the life of me and I was like mm. you ain't going to see much plumbing because <laughs> <laughs> I don't do much anymore anyway. <laughs> uh, no but I bought a kayak and recently so in in Scotland there's some amazing places for kayaking so. I take the dogs I've got two dogs Stella and Sky two sprocker spaniels I've they've got, got a dog life jackets. Stella as well. Yeah. yeah, called Stella. Yeah. Named after Stella Artois. Stella Artois, Sky, Sky Sports. It's <laughs> <laughs> the dogs. Stella Artois. It's not just Sky's. me with weird names. Aye, but they've got, they've got wee uh, life jackets. I think they're called puppy preservers or something. I don't know. But anyway, they've got the wee handles on them. So they come out kayaking with us. So see if you work five, six days a week, it can be quite a highly stressful job, what we do. Um, all the invoicing sides and all that as well. You're always on the end of that. That's yeah. what I find. Yeah. And if you're on social media as well, like, yeah. you know, yeah. like we are, it's sort of just that never, you know, I, I talk to you sometimes and literally you just, like, Pete. You can tell when you ring me. Pete. And I start reading a message while I'm on the phone. He's like, I've lost you now. I've lost you. Yeah, okay. Pete, you're still there. <laughs> Pete, you're still there. I'm like, yeah, I'm just replying to this customer. Just give me a second. But that, that's, what the, do you want? that's the thing is like, these make life easier. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you take, you, take, you take on more. Yeah. You know, like I sit at home on social media till like, 10, 11 o'clock, I'm still sending these guys stuff that I found, like Nathan, this new website. Have you changed this? You know, yeah. stuff like that. And I'm just sat there and I can't switch off. Yeah. But it does start to affect everything else. And maybe something like that is yeah. is a blessing in disguise in a, in a weird sort of way to make you realise there is more to... Yeah, 100%. It's the best thing that, It's the best thing that's actually... It's going to sound mad, but it's literally the best thing that's happened because uh, it's just opened up my eyes to how we should live. Like, so... A typical Sunday for me would just be getting the kayak, getting the dogs, driving somewhere, going out in the middle of a lock and just switching off, no phone, nothing, just totally mm. chilling out. And that's, I think there's something, there's, there's a connection between humans and water that just makes us like, like it's good for the soul, do you know what I mean? Mm. Swimming and things like but that. Just getting outside's pretty yeah. good. Well, we're made for it. Well, people think that the way we live now has gone on forever, but we only, we didn't have cars and mobile phones like 200 years ago, do you know what mm. I mean? Like, we actually all are, we're all animals at the end of the day. Even like central heating. Like, yeah. yeah, the Romans invented that, thing. didn't they? So they used to they, they made a channel around the edge of the rooms, and they used to tip boiling water in it. Mm. That was your, the first. Um, yeah, your body's like it's incredible what you can. I mean, you see like that guy who's just got the world record for holding a plank. Mm. I can do like a minute. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, like people, eleven hours. People that yeah, do like man, Iron Man's and stuff. Like yeah. that. I'm just yeah. like that's why I do. I do things like that because I'm mentally insane. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what we done was uh, because all this happened, right? Um, a doctor literally sat down and said to me, "So see, see, if, I'll show you a picture of the tumor. But when you when you see scans of a tumor and you're being doing all these tests and that, you don't. Not many people have a six centimeter tumor and get told by a doctor, right? Just go live your life. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I felt like I had to do something. I felt like I owed it to the the people that because they don't were people, get to do it. Yeah, there were people in the same scenario as me, and they get told, nah, listen, you're going in chemo straight away. I'd like, do you know what? This is irreversible. You're going to die. Like that happens to people. Yeah. So." I was like, I need to do something because the people that have been told that they would 
give anything for a second chance. Mm. So I came up with the idea to run from... I wanted to push my body as well. I wanted to come up with a challenge. Oh, bang on the table. I wanted to... <laughs> I, I want, love that he's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to come up with a challenge that would physically represent what I was going through mentally, if that makes sense, because yeah. it was a pretty dark time. So I came up with the idea of running 15 marathons in 15 days, Hamden, where Scotland play their mm. football in Glasgow, to Wembley. And we arrive at Wembley on the same day Scotland played England. So was this, this for charity as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, much did, how much did you raise for? Uh, we raised £100,000. Wow. Yeah. Well, we actually raised £50,000, but a guy called uh, Lord Willie Hockey, mm. Sir Tom Hunter, they promised to double whatever we raised. Oh, but I think he said that when we were at like 18 grand. So when we got up to 50, he <laughs> must have thought, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but he's, he's a, he is a great guy. Like, that's, an, he, like, that's unheard of, that sort of charity. It's unreal. But um, it was to build a community centre in Glasgow Green, which is a park in Glasgow, and it's for basically targeting like underprivileged kids. So it's a, more, it's a bit of a sports centre where people in that area, East End and that, can, uh, yeah, can basically go. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. So that, that's, that's why we raised the money. But... There's a couple of grants you can get in Scotland that are worth like a quarter of a million each, but the only way you can access them is if you have like proof of funds. So that's a hundred grand that unlocks like a couple of grants. That, so by getting this hundred grand, we've got so much more and then with the publicity of it, we've got all these investors, all these local companies coming in. So I've had so many messages like yeah. roofers yeah. and things like that. Like, yeah, we are willing to do it. I mean, so. to, to be fair, well, well done to you for like, you know, taking something that's really shit yeah. and actually bringing something else out of it. Because I know that's, that, you know, you do stuff. That's how you are a lot of the time with stuff. Is you, you don't it's do all, it's it. All, it's like it's in your head, isn't it? It's like, yeah. what? Well, how do you how do you cope with it? You went down the route of using alcohol as a coping me coping mechanism, and then you realised that that wasn't the best thing to do. But then you changed it. Some people would be defeatist. Mm. You know, some people would still be drinking themselves silly. Yeah, it's it's, it's very, you, you're obviously very strong up there. And yeah, that's a well, there was there was one thing that resonates for me, and it's it's true, and. It, it was only until I heard this it, it turned a corner for me. So like, if you if you, you would get in a plane without knowing who the pilot is, and you would get in a boat without not knowing who the captain is, and you'd get in a bus or a train not knowing who's behind the wheel, because there's things in life that you just can't control. Mm. The only thing that we are in control of is our own self and our own mind. So the only thing we can control is how we react to things, how we adapt to scenarios. If someone doesn't like you or something doesn't go your way, that's out of your control. Don't let that get to you. And then once you realise that what you can control and what you can't control. As soon as you realise that you're in control of yourself, nothing, everything external can't, can't harm you because you're in control of yourself. It's a better motivational speech than Adam Dunlop. I thought yeah. nobody's topping that when he was on the other week. <laughs> I just wanted to touch about because we had a, um, like a quite, a sp I think, considered spooky uh, exchange of messages one day. Yeah. Because I'd seen... I follow you on Instagram. Yeah. But we'd, ne we'd never really like, we yeah. weren't chatting. Oh, I've got all your pictures on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Signed. But I saw on your story that you were going through something and yeah. I messaged you to see if you were all right and whatever. And then it was like, I don't know if it was like months apart or yeah. a year apart, but I was just driving along on a Saturday morning and I was going to poaching to pick some materials up and I just thought, oh, I wonder how Alex is doing. And I messaged you, didn't I? Yeah. It was just completely... I don't know why I thought you just popped into my head. Yeah. And then we had a little chat, didn't we? It was good, mate. It was good. Yeah. See, I'm, I, when when things were a bit shitty at the time, um, as, as staff, people always say, reach out and talk to people. But I make a joke about everything. So, like, I actually struggle. Like, I couldn't even sit down with my family and pure open up. There's just something within me that just 
doesn't have that yeah, mechanism. Some, some families are like that though, aren't they? Yeah. I think that's a it's very not, male thing because I'm exactly yeah. the same. I don't, I don't, like, even my mates, like I would, I would take like, I, we'd get a right good drink and then it'd be in a kitchen somewhere and I'd be like, oh, that's when I'd like to open mm. up a bit because there's just a me- I just have a mechanism in me that just doesn't well, Guys, you, up, you don't talk about feelings at all, do you? No, no, but that's kind of why I run, like, because running's like a Clears good wave. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of what I was doing because if, if I wasn't running, then I was thinking, if that mm. makes sense. And it was a, a, during that time, I don't know what you think, you know what I mean? Thinking Did you find when you used to run, would you think over stuff while running, or is it you can no, switch, you switch yeah. off? No, when, off. when I run, I think of mad things like stopping terrorist attacks and all that, like <laughs> fighting dragons and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got pictures now, Forrest Gump, it, trying to put this right, that right. Yeah. Come on, dragons! Yeah. <laughs> when I run, I just think, God, this is boring. Nah, I, I just really think, struggle. I just think, fuck, my knees are really killing me. I get yeah. like I've probably pro- two miles at the road. I shot myself in the foot, but because I was in Seville last week for the for the Celtic game, because I'm a keen football fan, and uh, I got quite a good relationship with some of the radio stations during the run. So they've wanted to, they phoned me up to say we want you we want you to tell us what's it like in Seville. Um, how are all the Celtic fans sending some pictures? We'll get you live on the show, and I was like, yeah, that's great. So they phoned me. And I was absolutely steaming, mate. <laughs> it's great out what, here, no, and it, the beer's good. The person, the person at the radio station is called Joe, who like a good, like good friends with, and she was like, right, okay, I'll, you'll be on at like seven, so just make sure you're not too drunk by then. At this point, it was like two p.m., and I was already like four pints in, <laughs> so I was like, ah, that's fine. But when I was on it, was like, oh, so Alex, um, congratulations on the run. Just remind about, remind all the listeners about it. Have you got a new challenge? What else is happening? And me being me, I was like, yeah, I think I'll give it a year or two. I'm, I'm going to swim the channel. <laughs> woke up the next day, mate, right? I woke up the next day with like the worst hangover ever. And my phone, pure buzzing off, pure good luck with channel swimming. Right? So, there's nothing worse than a hangover. There's yeah. nothing worse with the fear. And there's nothing worse like shooting yourself in the foot. So you yeah. channel swim. Yeah, I'll definitely do it, but it's mind over matter, isn't it? We were all like, oh, we'll leave the channel swim to you. Yeah. Well, the channel fine. swim, you get part way, halfway in, you've got to go that way or that <laughs> way. Yeah. You can't just go, fuck it, you'll get halfway done. and you'll yeah. be like, yeah, shit. Yeah, well, there is yeah. a, like, there's obviously a, well, there's some rules. So you, you have to go with a support boat, but to get that support boat, you need to get a captain. So all this needs hired. So it's like, to do it, it costs like £4,000. You see? Yeah, so it doesn't. I reckon we raise that on Trade Legends. It's not just putting a pair of shorts on and jumping. <laughs> I mean, I'm off the couch. Hey, man, he'll look after Bit yeah. of Vaseline. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Vaseline, yeah. <laughs> but you're not if you touch the boat at any time you're disqualified type Is of thing. It? Yeah. So as if the boat touches you. <laughs> that's, that's true, mate. That's you, know, you got your head down and it just touch, touches your feet or something like well, that. Right, I don't <laughs> think so. I'd be fuming. Uh, out, boat, get him out. The captain gets you disqualified. Like, oh, four yeah. grand that was. <laughs> I'm fuming. No, but aye. So that's something to look forward to. But yeah. I, I need that, I need something quite I'm doing the Manchester Marathon next Sunday. Yeah. And then I think I'm gonna do the Dubai Half Ironman in March, mm. so I was going to go to Tenerife for a couple of months. See, this is the decisions I'm making now since this tumor happened. Like, so last year was like the worst winter ever, and then I says this year I'm going. 2020, 2020 was hell. Did I say 2020? 2020, yeah. 2020 was hell. So I was like, 2021 is going to be like my year. I need to make it. Right. So that's why I've done that run and things like that. And then I'm thinking maybe. I go away in November, December, and just take some time out, mm. enjoy. See, that's the thing. I don't have, I don't have a boss, and I don't have a girlfriend. So, these are the people. In oh, same I've, thing, isn't it? I know. I was about to say, no, I've but, got a boss. No, but these and are, she's my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you need those people in your life to sort of keep you grounded and stop yeah, you doing yeah. stupid things. So you don't have doing that. If you yeah. don't have people in your life, you just end up everything. You, everything you do. I think, I think that's. I think that's good. That's something good to come out of like yeah. a shit situation. So yeah. for anybody listening, it's sort of like to show. 
even when you're having a real crap time. Yeah. Actually, you can you can take. There's some, always there's always out. hope, isn't there? There's always something you can do. You just mm. got to get your. You've got to realize it. Mm. Which when you're in a dark place, when you you've had bad news, it can be hard to get there. But yeah, everyone's in control of their own mind. So if you if if you're feeling down, if you're in a bad place, just know that you you are in control of yourself. Mm. So it's up to you to make the difference. Do you know what I mean? Everyone can you can talk to whoever you want, but when it comes down to it, it's it's in you to do it. You know what I mean? And like we've, we people say all the time, if you are going through something and you you probably think you're alone, yeah, you're not because mm. there's so many people in the world that will have gone through exactly the same thing or something very similar. Mm. So mm. if you do get the strength to talk to someone about it or reach out to someone about it, you'll feel a lot better when you find out that you're not on your own. Rhino Trade Insurance sponsors Trade Legends, the best insurance for insuring your van and your tools. Keep them safe, and you know what they say, don't be a fool, insure your tool. I'm going to bring it back to you, actually, Mark. Now, I, I don't run. Do you? I would have said with a body like that, you're a seasoned athlete, mate. Powerlifter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the things you could have said, you're powerlifter, yeah. mate. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. However, I do cycle. So or did. Oh yeah, you've just been to the just been to the Pyrenees. Yeah. Was there the weekend just gone? I yeah. Oh, I saw you. that. I saw in your yeah. short in your short bib. Short bib. In your short bib, I saw yeah. you. Yeah. No. So pre-COVID, I yeah. used to cycle a lot. I've done coast to coast Wales in a day. Mm. Um, so what we need to do is get a joint challenge with both of you guys. Yeah. Something yeah. really radical. Oh, we could do like a relay triathlon. So I'll do the running bit. Yeah. You, you can do the swim and then. You, yeah. No, you swim. You're not lifeguard. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get when you it. get half <laughs> 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 He has the support boat. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the support boat. Yeah, you could do a, a joint. You could do a joint one, could you? Yeah. I'll, I'll, the trade legends challenge. When I was fit, I say that the last eighteen months work-wise, because it's gone so busy, yeah, and something I'm, has to give, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and uh, so so that happened, and I was cycling a lot at the time, probably doing two hundred and fifty mile a week mm. on my bike. You know, I live quite local to here. You know, the roads are yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Through Knoll, through Just Warwick, watch out yeah. for Warwick. dickheads on Teslas. Oh, is that his Tesla? Yeah. Is it? Oh, I can't even run hear you off the road. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I used to cycle a lot, and then as you say, something gave. The work was just racking up and racking up, and as we all know, being self-employed, when that COVID hit, you, ne you weren't turning anything down because you didn't know which way it was mm -hmm. going to go. So you're just lumping everything, everything you had, t not turning anything away, and the cycling game. I think I've put on stone and a half, maybe two stone in the last eighteen months. I feel your pain. I'll get married in three weeks as well. Sorry, babe. Oh, just get some ratchet straps. <laughs> Get a cummerbund. That's it. <laughs> but no, I, I wanted to come back to you because we found out, obviously, when we put these beers on and we had the lovely Joe yes. Reynolds from uh, yeah. Church Farm Brewery that you actually <laughs> used to milk. Is it milk cows? I think you used to milk the cows. I used to do that was a job as a hobby. Is he in there milking them cows again? Tell him to f*** off. He's only <laughs> supposed to deliver the milk, not milk it. <laughs> So you deliver, delivered milk when yeah, uh, church so, farm so, was it? Yeah, straight out of school, sixteen. I didn't have, I didn't do uni. I didn't do A level. I did no, no. I literally finished school, sixteen. Did you definitely? Were you one of those that? Because I had mates that were just like, I am never, I'm yeah, never I'm getting. To, yeah, that's it. I'm out. And they never, they never went to college. They never went to yeah, uni. Yeah. I, did you actually milk cows? Not physically. No. <laughs> I delivered, like delivered the yeah, milk. I'm so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He's, he's like. What? 
Jesus, can you still do it? I'll run down. I think, I think, yeah, I think Joe's, Joe's fella, Andy Wren, yeah. I think he did teach me how to milk him at one point, but I was there. Is there a tick? Show us a technique. Yeah. I can't remember that. That's, that's got to be one of the, the weirdest yeah. jobs. Like, yeah. you're milking at a house. Because now it's just, you, it's, stick, it's, you stick the thing on the udders, don't you? No, yeah. What, yeah, what baffles me is someone done it for the first time. Yeah. 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 Imagine, like, going, imagine going to grab your mate, like, mate, look at this. Like, what the fuck? I reckon and get something out of them. <laughs> yeah. Kinky bastard. But yeah, so I went from school, uh, not academic, gr uh, academic, can't even speak, can't even say it. It's not academic, but yeah, I said, <laughs> we're great. So I literally knew it was, uh, yeah. you know, the trades I was going to go into. Um, Did you know at that time that it would be most likely plumbing? Was there no, anybody in, like no. your dad or anybody? No, my old man, he was a, a painter, not a decorator painter. A painter. <laughs> Remember Bunder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't say he's a painter. He's God, a decorator. <laughs> no, he was a. Uh, he used to paint um, fire. And everything's linked to him. Fire engines. Yeah. Um, dust Lifeguard guys. seats. <laughs> yeah, all red. Used to be a, a vehicle painter. Yeah. Um, and I, I can tell you exactly how I got into it. I remember growing up. There was a lad that lived down the street, and bit, bit coming into a young lad used to love my cars and stuff like that. And he had a Rover 216 GTI, mm -hmm. it was 17 or 18, and I remember saying to him, how, how have you got that, a young lad, how have you got a... You know, and it literally went, I'm a plumber. And I went straight away, that's for me then. <laughs> if you could have a car like that, being a plumber, I'm in. So that was 16, then I started, because where Church Farm Brewery is, is you know, half a mile from my house. Um, so you, you overbought the hat and arms? Yeah, yeah, literally just around the corner from there. Nice part of the world. Though. Yeah, it's lovely, lovely. So. Got a Saturday job, helping out a lad doing the milk round up at, up at uh, Church Farm Dairy at the time, and then started doing that. So it was that cross of finishing school, then going out, delivering milk for them, and while sorting my apprenticeship out to start plumbing, and there was like a crossover about six months, uh, just past my test. And where the farm is, there's a little village next to it. So the lad doing the milk round would go, right, you, I think, I don't even think I had a license at the time. I don't know if it <laughs> but of course, out in the sticks, out in the country, you take the Land Rover full of milk on the back, you deliver to that village while we go out and do Warwick, Leamington, this, that, and the other. So I'll just go down there, deliver the milk round there, and then the college course come in. So I just cracked on with the plumbing and hoping to get me uh, yeah. Rover 216 GTI. Did you? No, I went a step ahead. I bought Sierra Cosworth. Oof. Yes, wow. when, when big boys tackle straight yeah. from the... No, I think and then, the first, and then first you drove down the road to him and went... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, oh, you, got, have you got your licence now? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, luckily. Oh, there was a point where it was uh, touch and go. That's yeah. why that car had to go years ago. So what was yeah. your first car? So the first car I had was a... What was it? Mark III Escort Gear. So I went from that for about six weeks, then I bought an XR3i. And I think the XR3R, the insurance was three yeah. times the price yeah, of what the car was. And then I went from there, and from then on, it was just car after car after car, Nova SRs, yeah. Golf GTIs, Sierra Cos was just, that was my thing. You know, a few lads went out on the piss and football orientated and all that, so I went mm. the other way, car way. Um, it sort of kept me on the straight and narrow to a degree. You know, I weren't spending my money on beer and this, that and the other, it was just all about. It's expensive hobby that, isn't it? The cars. Oh, oh, yeah. It's proper expensive. Yeah. I've got a 1974 Volkswagen um, Late Bay Transporter, which mm. is good. But I bought it a year. I bought it. I went up north, bought it, brought it back down. De the next day, I get phone call. Uh, you've got a tumour. So I, I'm, I think it's cursed. You still got it? Yeah. 
I need to do it up, man. It's been sitting in my mum's driveway for a year now, and I'm like, I thought you were going to say that's another crazy thing where you just thought, you know what, I'm going to go and buy a new car. Yeah, no, I've. Uh, do you know, I, I, I'm very impulsive. We were working up north, and I was just sitting in a hotel room, and I was just looking at like old Volkswagens, and then I saw one on the Wednesday, and then on the Saturday I bought it. You all like that though with certain things, aren't you? Yeah, Occasionally like I, I see you like, oh, I brought this old gramophone player or something like that. I, I like old stuff and I, I, I'm I, always on eBay looking for... Yeah. Facebook Marketplace are dangerous yeah. places. See, well. I had a, I had a, spate, I had a spate <laughs> of going through, I bought loads of antiques, so I got into chairs, yeah. antique chairs, and yeah. I just think they look cool. I bought, I got, a, whether it links back, I bought a milking stool. Yeah. <laughs> I can see where we go. Milk it, but it's well just, done, Joe. Well it done, looks, it yeah. Definitely dead a couple cool. of fetish here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks dead cool. It's just like a three-legged old, and I dare say it's probably hundred years Keep old. Keep those milking hands away from me. <laughs> yeah. But I dare say it's hundred years old. But I just think in my head, what? This is going to sound odd now. What's mm. this sin? What's that? If I could tell a story, it's been here. It's been there. And I just find myself, you know, I will go to places. You'll stand there and go, what was this like 300 years ago? Mm. You know, what's this area seen? I live near Warwick Castle. You think that's what that's seen over the years. It's a lot of history around that area. Oh, yeah, it's mega. Is it? And you take it for granted, I go over Castle Bridge every day. You know, it's a, a medi historic medieval castle, probably one of the finest. I sound like I'm, I'm selling it. One of the no, finest yeah. in the country. Absolutely Warwick tour guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go over it every day. Don't batter an eyelid. Mm. And then you see people travel. When was it built? Obviously, no. If you're in Warwick, but this is like a this is like a million dollar. Imagine this on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Uh, I'll be it's like Mark. Your million dollar friend. question is: <laughs> What was the year? I reckon it was Warwick Castle. So, there's some Should link to it to 1066. There's some link to it to William okay. the Conqueror somewhere along the lines. Battle Hastings. Yeah, sooner. Like but I know for a fact Michael Jackson tried to buy it at one point. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Never successful, Ooh. never had it. Warwick Castle is a medieval castle developed from a wooden fort originally built by William the Conqueror during the 1068. <gasps> Two years out. Wow. That's impressive, actually. Yeah. I'll talk to you. I'll go like that as if it's my castle. You see what I mean? You yeah. like that? Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Get like that. He wants to milk me. He's like that Leonardo, <laughs> like that Leonardo DiCaprio picture. He's, he's like, <laughs> get in there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just... You take a lot You've for granted. Warwick history lesson, well done. Yeah. That's the one thing I did take school. school. Like, yeah. I'll take that yeah. history. But ironically, so yeah, so when you were school, I hated lessons. Now I love history. Yeah, love hi delving into any sort of but stuff. Do you do you, where do you think that comes from? Do you think that comes from your, your work or the types of jobs you work on, or is that just something that, as you've got older, you appreciate? Yeah, I think so. it is. You know, and hearing people's stories. I, I lost my old man to cancer nearly 20 years ago mm. and I just wish now I could sit for an hour because when I, when he passed away I was early 20s um, and there's so many stories that my aunties have passed to me oh your dad did this your dad did, and I wish I at the time I was just about going out doing what I wanted to do typical young mm. early 20 I wish I'd sat down with him and took tell me about what you was like when you was a kid tell me what was your first job? Time, and uh, and they're the things you can't get back. So now I just love listening to stories. Yeah, I'll, I'll go and find the old boy in the middle of the corner of a pub, sat there. Tell me something. Tell, tell me about stuff. I'm just dead interested in stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I like a bit of history. Yeah. Do you think that sort of impacted your work in any sense? All that, all that type of stuff. Yeah, being, I won't move to press fit. I'm just stuck. <laughs> <in there. laughs> 1066. He's still there. <laughs> I look at he's that still, guy. He's still Sold there. Him. Yeah. I mean, it's, like I, I understand that thing about press fit because it's it's the same in here with certain things. When you're you're 
business is evolving, like social media, like I'm lucky that sort of I caught onto that before a lot of other brands. If you don't sort of catch on to it, sometimes you get left behind. But I know what it's like when you're so used to doing something a certain way. Yeah. You, you need to get pressed and you will get left behind. Right, I'm just going to ask oh. you a completely random question. Would you buy a house yeah. if you knew someone had died in it? When I say died, I mean been murdered in it. Probably not. Yeah, why not? Because <laughs> we were talking about this weather. He's like, I've, had, I've been reborn now, yeah. so whatever happens. We were talking about this weather the other day, and it was um, a lady, and she said that she wouldn't. Is this why you've got this mystic dog? Can you just explain to everybody what the dog bowl is? Well, today I was on the, no, yesterday I was on the Lawton Tube, so they make copper pipe. I was on their stand and we had mm. a pipe bending game. People were bending copper pipe. Did they make that while you were there? This is just an end cap off, what is it, 150 mil? Yeah, uh, it's six inch, I think it's 150 mil. 150 mil end cap, so that's an actual fitting that they polished up. So press, so press, press fit. <laughs> and they had mints in it. And I'd been looking at it all day, I was on the stand, and I just went up to Robert, he's Robert Lawton, he's one of the brothers that own a company, and I said can you get me one of them bowls? Because I want it on my desk. It's just like, it's like social media and doing stuff. You just want it on you. You get opportunities. <laughs> I just yeah. think that's cool. Yeah. And that's a reminder. Of, and, uh, you know, if every, got one? If every reaches rock bottom, he can go down the scrappers and he's got a ten in there. Weigh that in. <laughs> no, nah, just that be on my desk. And that's just like a reminder of something I did. Um, yeah, I thought I'd show you. Is one I made and is the M for murder? Going back to the uh, the M. Well, it, it's actually a W. It's for Alex for wanker of the year. Congratulations! <laughs> no, it's it's Woodward. That's what it is. Woodward. He's like it could be either for me or you. Milker of the decade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. milkman. <laughs> you get wanker and milker. Brilliant. <laughs> leave it there. So yeah, would you live in a house where somebody been murdered? I think I would because um, you know. This if, very... if it's like a really old house and you know yeah. that they've they've been dead, like if it was like I don't know from two weeks ago, blood you know, on the walls. I know what think... they painted over it. It was yeah. like I just you... think there's so much going on. You might think about something for a day, a week. What but if it's like midnight it? and you're eating your rice krispies and you were a creek upstairs? You know. Well, this is the her argument was that she would constantly be thinking. Yeah. About it, so she couldn't live. But I just think, would you? You just. I really bother me. I would don't you? Think. Would you guys live in a? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I know you would. You bloody weird. I'm talking about. <laughs> you'd be like that. You'd be like, where are you? Where are you? You'd be having a séance <laughs> in there. Séance with some Weedy sort of. Board. Yeah. Are you still here? Do, do, yes, Give you are. Pete, Pete's just doing some market research before he murders his <laughs> 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 What happens to the property prices? Would you buy my house if I killed my wife? But just going off the back of that, I did. Probably 20 years ago now. Yeah, it would have been 20 years ago. Um, we did a refit for a building company in Warwick at, uh, you know, the Hatton Estate, mm. the Hatton Hospital. So there's a massive hospital there that used to be a renowned mental... Mentally. Know, if, no, well, is is my, that politically correct? Mental well, asylum? My, my old house that I've just moved out of, on there, they had a... Well, on they that call, they call, well, they called it a mental institute. Yeah. I think yeah, they yeah. like calling it a bonkers house now. Yeah, yeah. I worked in Hatton. We did the refit for a company in Leamington, AC Lloyd's. Done the whole refit on it. And the actual wings of the, the, the mental bit, the mental asylum bit, when they were building it, we were doing the plumbing, the first fixed plumbing on it. And they've literally just dot and dab bought to the murals that these people have drawn when they're in proper bad state the end of the world is coming and all this sort of stuff that's you know quite worrying things death the end of the world and they've just dot and dab boards on bang and yeah. it's now like they're selling them for i think when they first went there was million quid apartments that football local footballers were buying and this, that, and the other. if they were to rip that board off yeah 
you've got some and see proper, the matrix on yeah you've got cool. some proper scary behind there yeah. but you just don't know what's going on in built going back to that you don't know what's going on in buildings well, that got friends. that got pretty weird pretty quick again yeah. Yeah. what happens in these oh, you know what is you're gonna have to ask joe yeah i'll have a word with her see what she maybe it's some sort of moody milk, weird milk, moody milk that ren's getting out of these cows what? and banging them in the beer so should we do the darts before the fastest lap then why not? So should, we do, should we do it that way around? Or? I, I don't yeah. want to get told off by Jack. I can't this will be shattered once I find out who's on the line. Let's just do this now. So, okay, Let's then we nuts. will have, yeah. we'll get Pete to move and we'll get you up. Hey. Alex, the assassin. Yeah. And you can throw your six darts. The Scottish are quite good at darts at the minute. I'm not. For this week's Trade Legends episode, we are giving away a fantastic bundle from the UK's fixing and finishings manufacturer, Talon. As a part of the bundle, we are giving away an assortment of merchandise, such as t-shirts, a hoodie, baseball caps, and much, much more. And as always, a crate of Trade Legends beers. For our main prize, a £250 voucher from Powertool Mate Prizes. To find out how you can win all of these prizes and for full details, head on over to our website, www.tradelegends.uk. Pete's dropping his flight on the on the floor. So first Whoa. up to throw is Alex. It's actually mad when you can hear like really the, the blonde the blonde assassin we will call him. Peter Booth is trying to stick his flight in the end. Tell me where I got to stand because I keep standing with the camera. Just so wait, have I just got to that's the high that's score? the camera for that. So as long as you so see as as yeah. good as you can get with the six darts. Ooh. Preferably in the board, not in your feet. Bit of grouping going on there. <laughs> Have it. Have it. <laughs> Have it. How much is that? Did you? up. Going to be doing darts lessons now. And we've got, as he's known in the mental asylum, mental Mark. <laughs> he's stepping up to the mark. Mental Mark, step up to the mark. He can milk cows, but can he throw yeah, darts? The milkman. They call it. He's gonna. He's gonna deliver the milk, <laughs> baby. Oh, he's on the milk run. Man on the run. Shocking. Oh, he's milking it here. Yeah, do you want any ones with that? Oh. That's sorry, mate. Don't worry about it. No use crying <laughs> over spilt milk. Oh. He's here all night. Not great, not great. Are you, you just going to throw some darts now? No, no, it's no. just you two. Hey. And then we're going to go over now to... The board. The, the fastest laps. Mate, I'm, I'm going to be shocking at this. I always like to see if I can... Oh, oh God. Can I always Everybody go watch off, me, it's PB Plumber. It's PB Show. Look at my arm. <laughs> make sure my bicep looks really big on this throw. Pink to make the boys wink. <laughs> to make the boys wink. I like the score's it. secret because the guys um, watching or listening guess what you got oh, and that's they... how they win. Just for everybody listening on the audio, we're going to go into fastest laps. And first up, Ooh. we've got Scottish Al. It's actually born in London, believe it or not. Known as the Flying Scotsman. <laughs> uh, they're all coming out tonight. Plumber, runner, stunner. Oh, oh yes! <laughs> Plumber, runner, 
Stunner. Please tell me someone's come out with that. I was on STV, oh, STV is that News. That's what they called you. No, it's the I plumber got, and the no. stunner. See, when I was on STV News, right? I just get the milkman. Ah, uh, PRS, as he's known for short, ladies and gentlemen. No, but STV News done the story on the run and they kept calling me a plumber. They kept going with that. I was like, just call me Alex. They were like, a plumber from Bothwell. A plumber, a plumber, a plumber's just running. So that's my tag. Plumber runner. Not even Alex. Stunner. But when I'd done an interview oh, with them, that's how I describe myself. A plumber runner stutter. Oh, you got some <laughs> balls that. to come out with that. Yeah. Love that. Uh, What's your surname, Alex? Woodward. So we'll just say Wood. We'll keep it You did your lap in yeah. one, zero. Ooh. It's better than PB Plumber, 10 minutes and 10 seconds. Jeez, crap. Uh, one, zero, one, nine, three, seven. Oof, so, so where is he? He's just uh, after. It's pretty low down. Just after yeah. Louis. Yeah. So, wait, so I'm... Louis from Fix Radio, just after Louis. Oh, right, I see. It's, I'll be honest with you, That's I can't like actually... seventh place or something. I can't actually Eighth? believe how close all of these scores are. Yeah. They're all bar pretty, for... Uh, bar, obviously. Sam and Pete. Old Donkey Kong over there. <laughs> <laughs> Bowser. What, Bowser. Happened, what happened to your score, Pete? Hey? Every week some dickhead makes the time. <laughs> time just... And time goes by. <laughs> and so slowly. And peed. Next time we record you, I'm going to play that song. You've got to sit behind you, <laughs> moulding a bowl. Are you still mine? <laughs> nice. It's not a lot in that at all, is it? What makes me laugh is Andy Cam is hanging as anything. You're still slower than him. <laughs> <laughs> what is your oh. genuine time? Uh, one oh, 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 oh. Mark. Oh, is yes. this good or bad? I don't know. Oh. MJ Tiff. You've hyped it up now. Got me all of a all of a nerve. So we got Mark here. You might be a runner, but you're not a racing driver. Mark. Oh, it's a nod back to my youth. Is this the apprenticeship coming you in? You did it in one. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> what do you think you did it in? Oh, the suspense. You're hyping it up, so it's probably... Pipe, pipe, pipe. <laughs> Eight. I'm only joking. One, zero, zero, eight, three, zero. Second bloody place, mate. Only just. It's good going. Fair play, mate. Hey, do you know what I'm, I'm finding, that. though? Yeah, I do. Do you know what it is? Everybody with no hair is more streamlined than at the top of the leaderboard. Aero, mate. Bit of aero. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Ry Davis is going to be sick as a dog. I'm going to message him straight away. Oh, I love it. 
Don't cry, Rye. <laughs> Sorry, Rye. Love it. I think I think the Instagram I DM'd him and, and asked him. I tried to get out of him actually. I tried to say, "What track is it? Yeah. What car are you using?" He never told he's me. He just said, "He's not giving the tactics." Don't, otherwise, don't beat my time. Sorry, Ryan. And you have. I'll take that. Look at that. My writing's abysmal, though, isn't it? Jack, you're gonna have to rewrite these, mate. Absolutely abysmal. So, uh, yeah, back to. Do you want to do your Jerry Springer final thought? Actually, you, got you should give, like? if you've got a final message you want to, if you want like anything Jerry you want to say, um, motivational. Plug your YouTube channel, whatever you want to say. Let's Put just it down there. You do the shameless plug. He does the good speech. Oh, and they go, oh, yeah. get, not again. <laughs> you might have a word of wisdom, in, inspirational speech, anything you want to Top share. tip. Oh, well, yeah, okay. So I'll plug my or YouTube a good channel. Joke, or a good joke. Have you got any good oh, jokes? Yeah, I've, I've got it, the typical one, and I reckon... I can, you, I, can you beat? Because we haven't done gag of the day yet. Have you got a joke of the day? It's shit, yeah. This is shit, and being plumbers, I've probably heard it. It's like, a class, it's like a classic. I think they teach it at college, this joke. Yeah. <laughs> what did the uh, plumber say to his ex-wife? It's overflow. <laughs> See? My dad's got some jokes. We actually, uh, what's, what's your best one? You've got to have one now. No, the only one I get put in the spot. Um, no, but one of the most embarrassing times my dad, we were in the merchants and he bought a non-return valve and he went, can I take that back? <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes are the worst, they are. You love them. He's like, no, nah, it's a non-return I could, I could imagine you with like just an army of dad jokes. I just think it's some. I like when people are quick and they're yeah. witty. I think sometimes that's, you got one for today. Um, well, I've got loads of jokes, but yeah, so when you're on the spot, you can't even think of them. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to check first with our HR department if Pete's jokes are PC enough for PB enough. Did they well, mention? Did someone, they mention Someone knocks on knocks on the door and a little kid opens the door and he's got a bottle of vodka in one hand, porno yeah. mag in the other, smoking a cigar. And the chap says, is your mum in? He says, it look like it. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's red and bad for your teeth? A brick. Oh. A fire oh. engine. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be worried if a fire engine was smoking your teeth. teeth. What's this? Come at me, fire engine. <laughs> so yeah, any anything else? Top tip. I always. Tip. I'll get a lot of as Pete probably does as well through the YouTube. Oh, what voice have you got? This, that, and the other. And the day, the first day I started my plumbing apprenticeship. Within the first ten minutes, the guy I did it with said, "I'll give you one bit of advice: look after your knees. Always look after your knees. So, always put pads in your trousers. Look after your knees. If you haven't got, you know, trousers that you can take pads in your knees." Couple of lengths of lagging, cut them up, tape them together. Always look after your knees. Mm. That's a good look. It's a strong look. Well, strong you need look. to run a stunner. Yeah, it's run a plumber star. <laughs> you're gonna use it. You're gonna have to get it. Right. Yeah, get it, get it right. Son. <laughs> Imagine if you got that in the. Imagine you told a girl and she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm taking stunner, run a plumber." <laughs> and you'd be like, "No, it's plumber, yeah, runner, plumber, stunner, runner. right?" Yeah. Well, it's easier for remember. She just has to look at my massive bike tattoo. So what is, have you got it on no. there? I was about to say. <laughs> Obviously not. Picture of PV as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just all he has, it's like a dynamo moment. Like, guys, look, this is all he has. I knew it was happening. Alex Plumber. has got on his lower back, it says, insert a charger here. Yeah. It does. No, what it does is it's <laughs> actually, I've actually got a tattoo. Power band. I've got a tattoo of a total dart score. I already knew it before we came. Oh, <laughs> so funny. Plumber runner stunner. I love that. Absolutely love that. So, yeah. Thank you very much for coming. Hang on, let him do his motivational speech. Come on, oh, give, yeah, right. give him something to, to him end with. Get money, get paid. 
No, uh, get laid, get money, get paid, get, get laid. laid. We don't make uh, any money. We don't make that money. Nah, well, uh, honestly, it's not. If you're ever going for anything, um, there's always there is always a way out. Not that way. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> nah, I'm pretty poor at saying that. Just, uh, just believe in yourself, and you can conquer anything. Because if I can do it, we've had some good motivational speeches on air. We need to get these guys like him and Adam Dunlop as like. That's the, it's the, that's the nice part, you know, if you can encourage someone to do something, if you can impact someone's life in a positive way, that's the nice thing about doing stuff like this, mm. spreading a message. So, Well, glad that you're all all right. Yep. Thank you very much for coming down and thank you very much to you as well. For no problem. Your second podcast in two weeks, isn't it? Like a podcast slut, I don't know. I know, yeah. Whoring yourself out to... Podcast whore. Just do whatever. <laughs> do whatever. It's just like podcast whore. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, thank you as well to yourself. Well done yeah. on your reward and your dog thank bomb. Thank you very much. Yeah. Matching, your, matching your outfit. For everybody just at home who's watching on YouTube, can you just hold the dog bowl next to your attire, please, Pete? <laughs> the dog bowl wasn't the weirdest bit. So when he came in with that lead on. <laughs> <laughs> Still got it outside. Mark's looking at me thinking, can I milk you? <laughs> so that's episode six done. Is it yeah. episode six? Yep. Bang, so bang. Yeah. bang, bang. Bang, bang. Plumber, runner, plumber, runner, stunner. Plumber, runner, stunner. Runner, plumber, stunner. And we're out. Thank you, guys. Cheers, Jack. Thank you for listening to the Trade Legends podcast. Bloody marvellous. With thanks to our sponsors, Church Farm Brewery, the best beers in town. Also, Power Tool Mate. If you want to get your hands on a really good tool, it's the only place to shop. Lastly... Our good friends Fix Radio, the only radio station specifically for the trade in the UK.